Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the service. This is the day the Lord has made us to rejoice and be glad in it. And compared to last night, it's a lot warmer. Somebody say amen. And you know, the sun was shining outside, but it's time for the sun to start shining inside. Time for us to open our hearts and ask God and His Spirit to fall down upon us this morning. Well, if you're joining us this morning online, we want to welcome you as well to ask God to bless you and ask you to consider coming here and welcoming us in the sanctuary. If you're visiting with us this morning, we're going to ask you to come up with a visit card you'll find in front of you. Place the altar plate that's come last week and break as we're visiting. We definitely appreciate that uh, as well. Meantime, I want to share with you a little bit about what's going on about Catholic Baptist Church. Well, I don't think I really need to do this announcement, but everybody knows it's Super Bowl Sunday in day. Not too much story going on because the Cowboys are not there. In fact, there is some, some, <laughs> there is some weeping going on, gnashing the teeth for those of y'all in the outer darkness. <laughs> the blessing be the name of the Lord. <laughs> so, uh, Bengals and the Rams today, and I do see there is a Rams supporter. One lone Rams supporter, two Rams supporters, three Rams supporters, and four, and it's growing and growing and growing like a cancer. And the Bengals are playing today. So, uh, you know, generally speaking, in, in churches I've pastored, Super Bowl Sundays have always been known in the Senate. So, you know, uh, not to reduce anything, I think sometimes we put things as important as Super God is by far more important than any football than any football game. All right. With that being said, let me share with you a little bit about what's going on around the Senate. You know, the YouTube is not good today. YouTube has been out for dinner camp, and they are returning today. They'll be back sometime this afternoon from Lake Glen, where they've had a wonderful time of eating a Sonic burger and zip lining and hiking and learning about God. They were church this morning, so hopefully you kept them just up in prayer, and they should be back this afternoon. They will be attending uh, a Super Bowl party at the Eastman's Couch at Brandon Couch this evening. So they are expected to be meeting this evening. If you're in that YouTube, you'll be a part of that YouTube. We have Brandon Couch tonight for Super Bowl party there. All right. Uh, if you're on the ministry team, we are meeting today at 4 o'clock. So come and be a part of that. If you are, uh, I'll be doing uh, prayer practice with the choir practice at 4.30 today. And so let me tell you, there is a change in the choir room. It's a blessing thing. No longer do we have those hard uh, metal chairs. We now have those nice green padded chairs. So, uh, yes, we can sit in a little more comfort in there. So blessed be the name of the Lord for that as well. Uh, I want to remind you guys, coming up next Saturday, it's going to be a prayer session. That's going to be at 7 o'clock. I believe the Catholic Church is there like this room. It's going to be uh, doing our devotions. So, always an exciting time. And I need to prayer breakfast. You are invited to be a part of that as well. That's at 7 a.m. I know. Early bird, right? If they made it to 8, we'd have a bigger attendance than I did tonight. <laughs> 7 a.m. So, but either way, uh, that's going on there. And of course, our Advent TV will be coming up there. I do want to bring your attention, though, to a couple things else we got going on at Rock's Baptist. Number one, the giving things are still available. They're in the office. If you want to come out of the office, you can put it in your hand. Or if you'll contact Monica or myself, we'll get it in the mail to you. We will not send it digitally in days. However, we will uh, mail it to you or give it to you in your hand. So please come out of the office and pick that up or get with Monica or myself to get it the library and that's the part of the book club that's on the city that's going to be coming up on Saturday, March 12th. We are going to be 
know you get a lot of from me because my childhood was too much. Thank God for that. I'm telling you, if you find something to laugh about, you might as well die. Amen? Some of you can understand what I'm talking about. Laughter is the best medicine. I don't care who you are. If you can't find something to laugh about, you might as well hang it up. Find something that's funny. Even if you have to laugh at yourself sometimes. The Bible says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And sometimes laughter will bring about smiles and cheer in your heart. And you can find it anywhere else. So I'm going to tell, tell you a few times where I stood up to the coach. Stood up and said, Coach, now play. Then Coach turned around and looked right over the top of my little head. He said, How are you? I just went and sat down. I knew then I was not playing that day. <laughs> Today we have the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams. And this is not a plug or an advertisement for them. I just want to bring out these two teams. In fact, if we would go back to the beginning of the NFL season, most of us would never have predicted those two teams to be because there's always someone says, I did, I picked it right on. I'm the best armchair quarterback the world has ever seen. I know. I've got it now, Pat. And of course, you know what else we got? We got people who say, I've been a lifelong Bengals fan. We got people who say, I've been a lifelong Rams fan. And of course, here in the Fort Hood area, we do have some of those. But how many of us become Bengals fans just because they're in the Super Bowl this year? Or Rams fans just because they're in the Super Bowl this year? But I want to ask you a question that's a lot more important. A lot more important than that. How many of you are going to remember the Super Bowl in 100 years? In fact, can you remember a Super Bowl from just 14 years ago? Can I give you that odd number? Can you remember who won 14 years ago? What about 23 years ago? 27 years ago? 33 years ago? Can you remember who was even in the Super Bowl? And the reason why I'm asking you that is because 100 years now, all that's going to matter. It's not going to matter who won the Super Bowl. It's not going to matter who played it, who got the MVP. All that's going to matter is who's in heaven and who's in hell. That's all that's ever going to matter. And sometimes we've lost our priorities. And we think priorities are games. And we think priorities are whether or not somebody's feelings are hurt. Or whether or not somebody feels offended. What is important in this world is who is going to heaven and who is going to hell. We often forget that hell is very much as real as heaven is. You come to church and you want to hear about heaven, we all talk about it. I get requests all the time, Pastor, when are you going to preach on heaven? Let me tell you what heaven's like for just a second, if you don't mind. Just a second. Heaven is indescribable. That's what it's like. It is a place that you want to be. It's a place that we will never have any fears, any hurts. We will never cry again. God himself will take his finger and wipe our tears away. Amen? We get a brand new body. We sit down with the Lamb at the Last Supper. Just we get to be with him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Let me say it again. And ever. That's what heaven's like. One of those people, bona fide drug addicts, 
all he cares about is where his next methamphetamine hit comes from. And then when he sits down to talk to you, he says, why did God do this to me? And he hit him right in the face of the reality of God. God didn't do this to you. You did that to me. And I still want to blame God. How can God not get me out of it? September 11th. Remember how many people say, why did God do this to the United States of America? God didn't do that to the United States of America. Terrorists did that to the United States of America. You better believe it. Right now in your head, that song is playing. You're the best around. Right now, you're doing the crazy. Right now, in your mind, God, Daniel LaRusso is winning. He's an underdog big time. I mean, that guy's cars were like two kids. He wasn't winning any type. Anyway, take a long story short, though. Pastor, you go, I'm going to be a I'm going to watch you know. I'll be a I'll be a I'll be 
Okay? You're the key. The office is story. Okay? Your job is to score. Get around by deception or by group strength. So I'm going to ask you a question right now. If you were the person who had a team, I'm going to see you. You think you're being offensive? And I want you to know something. The Bible tells us that the great crown will never prevail against God's church. Amen? But I want you to think right now in your mind's eye about the gates of hell. Gates don't move, do they? Gates are stationary, aren't they? That means we're supposed to be leaning and assault on some gates. And oftentimes we think the church is standing back playing defense. Wrong, though. We're supposed to be offensive, and we're supposed to be battering down those gates every day. The church is not a pleasure cruiser out on some ocean. We're a battleship stationed at the very gates of hell. Somewhere. Let me take a couple of you, you know what? Church is supposed to be on a mission. Somebody say amen. 
Not only supposed to be our mission, we're supposed to be evangelizing. Not only supposed to be evangelizing, we're supposed to be witnessing. Not only supposed to be witnessing, we're supposed to be making disciples. We're supposed to be baptizing. We're supposed to be going to everywhere in this world and telling them about Jesus. Amen. We also find the Lord. Thank you. 
We can do our Christmas shopping on December 24th at 5 p.m. and get it all done in 30 minutes. Man, we're so happy. Praise God.
you know a spiritual truth this morning, that where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is with them. And then, and then the gates of hell will never, ever prevail against God. They crave fellowship to begin Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much more to see the day of Church, as you see the end time getting closer and closer, and I know you can see the things I see. You have seen the news. You have seen the Bible. You know the time is getting near. Our Lord and Savior is coming soon and very soon. And we better get ready, and we need to be more and more in fellowship, like the Bible says here, not less and less. A year ago, the world said churches got to shut down. God's Word said churches better get together and start praying. We need to exhort one another so much the more to see the day God's people also bear fruit. So bear the fruit of the Spirit. They bear the fruit of the Spirit. Now, people tell me all the time, say, this guy's a Christian. He hasn't been in church for 17 years. He's an alcoholic and he's been a drug addict. And on top of that, he's getting out of prison for some violent crime. But I know he's a Christian. I want to look at the fruit. Here's the fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, to do good things, not bad things in this world. Faithfulness, to be faithful to God, faithful to your partner, faithful to the church, faithful to your family, faithfulness. Somebody who's committed and keeps their commitment. There is nothing greater than when a Christian says, I'll be there, and you know they're going to be there because they're a person of the word. Amen? That is faithfulness. Gentleness. Christians don't do things, right? Christians don't grab, Christians don't pull, Christians don't push, Christian husbands do not hit, amen? Christian wives do not hit. Christians love each other. Now, I'm not talking about not spanking your kids. You kids should be looking at me right now for your thoughts on it. No. We do things to tempt you. Even our discipline is temporary. We do it with Yeah. <laughs> 
preachers stand up and say, Dang, dang, you know your name. That's what they do. Evangelists, they show up in their ministry from God. If you get them. They show up and they equip us a better way to bring the Lord. They don't give us ideas on how. They encourage us to go to
what are you doing with your gas? The gas that you call your life has it been caught up in sin or is it caught up in God's people? Is it in God's house with God's word, walking with God's spirit, or is it caught up in things of the world? What are you doing with your life? Remember, showed up and said, set thy house in order, for thou shalt surely die. And he got on his knees and said, Lord, please let me live. And God gave him 15 more years. That sounds like a good time, but I promise you, at 14 years, 364 days, he was praying again.
Barnabas, Mark, will preach to him, and he recounts what Paul said about David. He gave King David a task. He said he served the purposes of God. What do you mean? Love, have that written on your tombstone. This man, this woman, served God until the day he